listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's the 21st of October. Welcome to Recap, made for you by Shazies. Shazies, if you don't know, is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. But before we start, here's an important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. G'day there, Alice. Hello. Hi, Jose. How's it going today? Oh, it's going great. I actually went down a real rabbit hole um, in my downtime today, of which there wasn't very much if any of the managers are listening, but I uh, actually went down an onion rabbit hole. An I onion just, rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for reasons that will become clear later on. But did you know, Alice, that New Zealand that onions are one of New Zealand's largest vegetable export earners? Really? I did not know that. I did not know that. So they actually ex- we exported between uh, we're expected to export this year 175,000 tons of onions, and in that 2016, that's a lot of onions. That's a lot of onions. That's uh, and then 2016, we exported uh, more than uh, 190,000 tons. Man, and that's a lot. I wonder how many of like those, um, you know, those like big bags at the supermarket of onions. How many of those that amount would be? A lot, a lot, heaps. And actually, did you know that 90% of the onions grown in New Zealand are exported? Really? We only see 10%. I only see a couple of those bags. We should probably start with the big <laughs> news of the day, which is uh, the announcement of a free trade agreement between the UK and New Zealand. Yes, this was announced with some fanfare and a Zoom chat between Jacinda Ardern and Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister. The two countries have agreed in principle to a deal which would remove almost all tariffs on goods we sell to the UK. Interesting. So by the way, a tariff is basically a tax put on imported goods. It's usually set up by... So usually set by importing countries as a way to generate revenue but also to protect domestic industries so what's the details of this deal Jose? So the deal wipes away at least 97% of tariffs on a number of New Zealand goods but uh, not all at the same time so for example wine, honey, onions, callback and hokey get their tariff their current tariffs removed from the first day of the agreement. Now, exports of mussels and apples have to wait a little bit longer. Their tariffs get removed after three years of the agreement. agreement. The lamb and beef exporters get a look in with their tariff-free quotas being increased over 15 years, after which the tariffs will then be fully removed. Okay, so what about dairy? Because that's like our largest export. Surely that's got to be in there somewhere. Uh, They do. So butter and cheese have their tariffs slowly removed over five years, but the annual quotas increase over that time. So, for example, the amount of butter we send each year to the UK increases from 7,000 tonnes to 15,000. Likewise, the amount of cheese will double to 48,000 tonnes. Okay, so no doubt our largest milk processor, Fonterra, would have had something to say about this. Yes, the Fonterra CEO, Miles Harrell, called it an historic outcome. He said the removal of tariffs would create new opportunities and help deliver value back to Fonterra's shareholders. So are there any estimates about how much this deal could actually benefit our country? Well, the government reckons it'll eventually see exports to the UK increase by 40%. They estimate it'll add $970 million to the economy. Okay, and what's in it for the UK? Like, what do they get out of it? 
Yeah, so all UK originating goods uh, exported to New Zealand get their tariffs scrapped. This includes gin, chocolate and motorhomes and caravans apparently. And one other point, uh, visa requirements for business contractors, professionals and visitors heading from New Zealand to the, to the UK will be eased. Uh, and the FDA does not include uh, the working holiday visas for Kiwis. That's been worked on separately. You got me at the gin and chocolate piece. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Sold. Yeah, me too. So what about the timeframes for this? Like, I, I assume that there's a bit of details like to be worked through first. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as I said at the top, Johnson and Dern have agreed in principle, but negotiations on the finer points are still ongoing. The aim is to create the legal text of the deal by the end of the year so it can be enacted in uh, 2022. Now I'm really interested in this next story Alice because I have to admit I haven't heard of this company before plus their website is full of videos of cool looking factory robots. You're so predictable but in an endearing way. Uh, So of course what you're referring to is a Dunedin based company called Scott Technology Limited uh, who today released their audited full year financial results. So Scott Technology is listed on the New Zealand Stock Exchange and as Jose has pointed out uh, it's an automation and robotics provider. So they design and build all sorts of products and solutions, including like meat processing systems, as well as appliance automations, production lines uh, for manufacturing and even mining industries. Mm. Yeah, I just want to say like, this is in no way financial advice. I'm not um, putting this company on a pedestal, but I saw a video of what appeared to be a human sized pair of robot scissors snipping up a whole beef carcass on their side. And I was very impressed. I just wanted to say that I wanted to get that out there. <laughs> Thanks, Jose. But what were the details of uh, the results today? Yeah, so Scott Technology reported revenue of $216 million New Zealand dollars, which was an increase of 16% from last year. Now, net profit came in at $9.5 million, uh, which was quite a turnaround from the $17.5 million loss that they made last year. And that was also 10% higher from the $8.6 million profit they made in 2019. Mm. Did I see something about a record profit as well? So that uh, is referring to Scott Technologies EBITDA, which stands for Earnings Before Interest, Tax, Depreciation and Amortization. So that figure came in at $22 million, which was the company's highest reported EBITDA to date, uh, even higher than the pre-COVID results in 2019. Now, what did they say was driving all these results? So Scott Technology pointed to progress with their new strategy uh, called Scott 2025, which they are now a year into. So this focuses on generating more revenue from systems that they've proven their expertise in, as well as creating a streamlined cost structure. So as an example of this, uh, they highlighted a new $20 million contract with a US-based manufacturer that was also announced today. Uh, And the company also noted the effects starting to come through of a restructure that happened last year uh, that saw the company downsize their workforce from around uh, 800 employees in 2019 to about 620 this year. Any word on dividends that will be paid? Yeah, the directors declared a dividend of four cents per share to be paid on the 22nd of November. Mm, And finally, how did Scott Technologies share price react to this news today? Uh, at the time of recording, it was up about 8% for the day at $3.02 per share. And finally, how's your relationship with Elon Musk nowadays, Jose? Oh, musky. Well, we're very tight. In fact, I was just looking at Tesla's third quarter earnings report that they announced last night, New Zealand time. 
Oh, interesting. So how did they go? Uh, well, in terms of revenue, uh, Tesla beat expectations. The company made revenue of $13.8 billion US dollars compared to the $13.6 billion that was expected. This was also a 57% increase from it this quarter last year. As for earnings, Tesla reported net income or profit of $1.6 billion for the quarter compared to $331 million in the same quarter a year ago. Now that's the only the second time it's made more than a billion dollars. This amount equates to $1.86 of earnings per share versus the expected $1.59. Yeah, so yeah, this is the pandemic-created shortage of computer chips that has particularly affected car makers. Now, the company said it's been challenging, but their sales actually increased to deliveries of uh, 241,300 electric cars in the period to September 30th. Deliveries, by the way, is how Tesla reports sales. All right, and so were there any other tidbits uh, from the results that we should know about? Yeah, so the company was still vague about when it would start producing its infamous Cybertruck, but they also said they were changing up the type of batteries in their their standard range cars. Previously, they used lithium-ion battery cells with a nickel cathode, but now they're changing to lithium-ion iron phosphate batteries, uh, which are apparently much cheaper to make. Did Tesla provide any guidance on their future earnings? Yeah, uh, so the company didn't provide anything new on that front. They uh, repeated prior guidance saying that they expect 50% annual growth in uh, vehicle deliveries over a multi-year horizon. And that means that we've crested our horizon. Thank you so much for listening. That was Recap for the 21st of October. Please consider giving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people find Recap. Yeah, go and do it. You know you want to. Kakiti Bye.